0: I've always been intrigued by the stories of people in the jewelry industry who make these items, what inspires them, and brings them to this world. I'm here to share their stories. This is A Thousand Facets. Welcome to Season 2 of A Thousand Facets, the podcast. Working on A Thousand Facets is day by day the most special thing I've ever done with my life. Being part of this community, in whatever capacity I'm allowed to be, is truly special. Having these conversations with people in the industry is a gift. As a tradition that I'm continuing, the intro of the season is about answering some of your questions. Let's do that. How did you get into jewelry and what's your role in the community? That's a little long story, but to make it short, I used to be in the fashion industry and ex-roommate as this tried to do jewelry but it was very simple basic and but then I started taking classes and I started really getting into the jewelry in a different way not in a design capacity but in just understanding it and learning about it learning the story of it and what is my role in the community um I don't like to talk t- too much about me on what I do in my real life but I do have your experience in the jewelry industry it doesn't it's not related to a thousand facets but needless to say I just love jewelry so much does your husband like jewelry as well um he really doesn't <laughs> Um, he wears a little bit once in a while he will wear a bracelet or a necklace but nothing too crazy. Um, He did take a class with me, a wax carving class, and he got really into it and he loved making jewelry and that sense of just like making something with his hands. Um, But he's very supportive. He goes to a lot of the studios. He goes to a lot of the places with me um, and just knows everybody pretty much, but he just stays in the corner. Waiting for me to finish um, but he's really supportive. What was your first piece of jewelry and what is the most loved piece and why? I still have it. It's a heart shaped sapphire with like an intertwined legs (laughs) um, around it. It's very simple. I have it hanging on a chain in my bathroom. And what is my most loved piece of jewelry? Well that's, of course, my engagement ring. Even though I'm not a diamond person, I love what it represents. I love what it means to me. And every day I look at it and I smile. And it's just like something very special to me. Like I remember how we look for it, how he proposed. So my love, most loved piece of jewelry, of course. What have you learned from doing the podcast? Well, I've learned that my English is terrible. <laughs> um I learned that um what I want who I want to talk to wh- what I want to create in this environment I really want to keep it very positive I there's a lot of negativity in this world and I think it's very important to um learn from this incredible artist that have created a niche to, uh, by themselves and that I've learned is, How important for these people was to find their own voice. That is very exciting to me. And I wish I was more articulate, but I hope that you guys appreciate my passion. (laughs) You've been vocal about lab-grown diamonds. Can you speak a little about it? Yes, I have been very vocal about it, especially on my stories. I do have issues with lab-grown diamonds, um, especially right now. That they're gonna start flooding the markets, the prices are gonna go down. You're basically buying a used car when you buy lab grown diamonds. They are not as sustainable or responsible as people would like to see. You guys have to be careful. I don't know if um you read the article in the National Jewelry about how people are taking lab grown diamonds and like using GIA certifications to make them be like too. Say that they're natural. This is a big problem. Uh, You have to be very careful who you buy your diamonds from now on. You have to be really sure that you're buying a natural diamond if that's what you want. But understand that when you buy a lab-grown diamond, it's going to depreciate a lot, lot, lot. And it's not as green. There's a lot of electricity that needs to be utilized to make these diamonds. It's actually not as friendly to the environment I understand a lot of people have issues with mining but we can find different ways to get a beautiful stone and if you want don't use diamonds use something more exciting use opals use tourmalines use stones that have a lot of textures don't rely on diamonds to be special how do you pick your guest A lot of it is logistics, to be honest with you. Um, I have a list that is, like, humongous. And it's about getting the person uh, that I want to speak to. I really am looking for people that I have good relationships with, that I've met, that I have conversations before, that I know that they have an incredible story, that they're good people. I really want to support good people. And... Trying to find the time to get them. But there's so many people. I have a list of hundreds of artists that I really want to speak to. So hopefully you guys will keep supporting me. Review the podcast so I can keep adding all the stories. Because I really don't want to stop doing this. What is your favorite studio that you visit? Ah, that is a hard question because I've seen so many great studios... Judy Geib has a beautiful studio. Gabriella Kiss has a beautiful studio. Um, Rebecca Overban has a beautiful studio. Like there's so many people that have beautiful spaces. Jose Rad has a very interesting space. But I have to say, Giovanni Corvaja in Italy, um, he has a stunning, stunning studio with such incredible machinery. And he bought this roman period time um space and he remade it but then he kept some of the bricks from the roman empire around so you can see them once in a while and it's just a really magical space you ask your your guests compulsory questions can you answer them sure i will be happy to answer them (laughs) (laughs) what's my favorite gemstone um that was easy opals of course um they're so filled with colors they have so much magic in it not not one is equal to each other they're all different and that's something that cannot be lab grown which i'm very happy about (laughs) um what's your favorite metal you know it used to be silver because i like the color and i like how in antiques um but lately i've been kind of into 14 karat gold i don't know um especially like somebody like shane jamane the way that he does his gold that is like a little warmer i'm i'm really really into it what's your favorite technique or tool well my favorite one is wax carving because there's so much you can do with it it's a tiny little sculpture you can make it as detail or as simple as you want um and then casting the process is very interesting to me who's your favorite artist well that's easy alexander mcqueen rest in peace he's um, um, for my fashion background i always look up to him for his creativity his ingenuity his attention to detail nobody will ever compare to him in the world. What's your favorite thing to listen while you work? Well, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I try to balance it between heavy ones and lighter ones. Um, but I always start my morning with the New York Times the daily. I like to know what's happening in the world. I like to be informed. But I love <laughs> I listen to drag queens podcasts, Ray Chaser is one of them, The Bold and the Beautiful, of course. But I also listen to like Silly ones like, how did this get made? Comedians, Mike Mubilia, Conor O'Brien. But I like to stay informed as hard as it is. I like to know what's happening. Do you have any advice for the future jewelry generation? I do. Everybody has done a bezel set. Simple, with a tiny little shank. Try to find something exciting to do. Don't be afraid of trying. I understand that a lot of the clients or customers or your community will just go for the basic stuff because people are afraid of just being their own selves. But if you have like a few pieces that are completely exciting, even though you have your bread and butter stuff, just make sure to present something different out there. People are very afraid of showing who they really are. And um, the most exciting thing in the world is to be unique and to be exciting and showing something new. I feel that this world, people tend to stay in their lane and just create very safe things. And I think that we need to keep pushing the boundaries of creativity. That, for me, is just a gift For people to do. I hope you enjoy my answers. Um, I hope you enjoyed the season. I really love all these artists. I want you guys to learn their stories too and build relationships with them in a in a way, understanding where they're coming from, understanding how they think. Thank you for listening. I really really appreciate it. If you have anything to share, you can email me at atfglobalmedia at gmail.com. And please remember to review the podcast. If you do, like more people will can find it. Um I really want to keep doing this. Again, I don't make any money with it, but I really love doing it. I really appreciate all you guys listening. This conversation means so much to me and just keep sharing it. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope all of you have a great year. Thank you. Thousand Facets is produced and edited by me. Music by Chris Keys. You can find him on Instagram at Chris underscore keys underscore underscore. Please remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much.